the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Hello, and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and this program is really designed to answer all the questions that you have about tomorrow, today. And our topic this week is what matters most for the holidays. Now, as you're thinking of that topic, you're probably thinking, well, what matters most is the food and the fun and the presents and all these things as we enter into this holiday season. But really what we're going to talk about today is your family, your loved ones, your parents, the people in your life that might be a little older than you that you need to pay attention to. So in the studio today with me, I have um, two of my colleagues. I have Erica Ansel. They both are on the Next Steps for Seniors team here in Michigan. Erica Ansel, good morning, Erica. Good morning, Wendy. And Erica is the Director of Operations. And I also have Marianne Ingstrom. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Wendy. Marianne is our Director of the Macomb County Hub. So... Between the three of us, we feel like we've had quite a bit of experience over the years, not just with this business, um, but just in general. We've all been in senior living and worked with seniors for many, many years. For me, it's been probably almost 25 years. Erica, you've been, what, 15? Just over 10. Is it 10? Okay. And Marianne, how about you? Oh, gosh, 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, Over so, 20 years. so we've seen a lot, and that's why we're here today, because we want to share this knowledge with you, because you might not be thinking of some things as we enter into the holiday season. So we're going to talk about, in the first segment, signs of age-related decline to look for during the holiday. And in the second segment, we're going to be talking about falls and watching them, avoiding them, and what to do about them in the last segment, because 
we, we want to give you things to pay attention to, but we also want to give you solutions in our last segment. So be sure to stay tuned to this podcast because I really feel like as we move through this, it's going to make a lot more sense. And there's little things we just want to bring to your attention. So first, I'd like to talk about the 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 things, the signs to look for. And I would say, and I think you probably agree with me, weight loss is probably number one. I have a client right now whose dad has lost 25 pounds in the last two months. Significant weight loss. He's not hungry, doesn't want to eat. It is a huge sign. And she knows it. She's very aware. But sometimes when you only see your dad once a month or Mm -hmm. once maybe a quarter, you might not see something like this. So weight loss is significant for multiple reasons. Well, and part of weight loss too is spending that quality time with your parents and bringing them a meal. We are very social people in general, and we tend to eat more when we have our loved ones with us at the table. We're breaking bread with somebody else. And spending that quality time, there's a lot of cueing that happens as you're eating and as your loved one's going, oh, I guess I can take another bite. And just taking some of those social cues because it's just so important to be with other people and knowing that someone else is there, which is why Meals on Wheels is a great program and option for a lot of seniors who are at home. Yeah. I also feel like the foods that you like, right? So when they're as they're growing up, there's certain things that they love to eat. And and I'm just going to go on a limb and just say this. If there's something that your loved one loves to eat and they're in their 80s and 90s, please let them eat it, even if it's not healthy for them. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, yes. You know, I had, this is kind of cute. I had a lady who who wanted a, ba- a double bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's. Now, of course, the first thing I thought of is, well, she has congestive heart failure. That's probably not a good choice of food. But you know what? She probably had less than six months to live. Mm -hmm. And the lady wanted a double bacon cheeseburger. So we have to be respectful, loving, and, you know, in in many times just cave a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, a lot of their meals probably cater towards what those diagnoses may be, whether that's congestive heart failure or COPD or high blood pressure. But sometimes... A little bit of an indulgence is going to go a far ways. It may spark their appetite. Well, they want the food. They want to eat. Absolutely. I know that's what I like to do when I when I want something. I'm like, no, no, I don't want anything else. I want this. Forget the salad. <laughs> I want to eat what I want to eat. Right? Exactly. And it, it comes down to the the quality of life. Honestly, as they, our parents age in place, they really should be enjoying and indulging in the things that they like. Absolutely. So one of the other... So pay attention, you know, at the holidays, pay attention to how much they put on their plate, what type of foods they put on their plate, and how much they're actually eating from the plate. Sometimes people will just load up their plates, and then before you know it, Thanksgiving is over, everyone's talked, Christmas is over, everyone's had all these conversations, and you look over, and their plate still has all the food on it. Yeah. So we just got to pay attention to that. And the other thing was the fridge. Because I do believe, like, if you're going to your parents' house, and this isn't just at the holidays, this is all the time, let's really pay attention to how, what's in that fridge, is everything, is everything in there, you know, up to date, or is it expired, is it moldy? I went to a client's house once, opened the fridge, and could not believe how disgusting it was. And the first thing I thought is, what is he eating? 
So we need to pay attention to that. Okay, next item is changes in balance and mobility. Marianne's going to help us with that one. Yes, mobility actually has less to do with changing bodies and much more to do with changing lifestyles. So what I mean by that is our parents' age, um, they tended to maybe go to uh, aerobics or go visit friends out for lunch. Swim aerobics. They, <laughs> yes, something fun. But um, And they're more sedentary lifestyles. So what happens with your sedentary lifestyle, you're not moving so as you're sitting there in the chair for eight hours a day and you're trying to get up, you are stiff and all of that. So signs to really look for in that is really are they watch them when they're walking into the kitchen. Are they able to like reach up to the cupboard like your occupational therapist? That's one of the things they work on when you're struggling with mobility is can they reach up? Are, are things at a level where they can, um, you know, reach and actually provide their meals and things like that. So um, mobility changes with their lifestyle. I think that's a, that's a great comment. And gait too. Gait is their walk. Yes. What they look like when they're walking. Are they shuffling a little bit? Are their feet closer together? Uh, are they unsteady? Like you said, because these are signs and symptoms to look for. And believe it or not, there are some medications that have side effects to dizziness. 100%. And when someone's feeling dizzy, don't take that, don't just push that aside. That's a very big deal. When they're getting up and they're dizzy, it could be a side effect to a medication. Right. So it's really important to talk to your doctor, talk to your pharmacist. We just did a whole segment on pharmacy because you can go to any local pharmacy the consultation line and ask them questions about those meds and if there is a dizziness. But we're just wanting to pay attention on also water when it comes to the gait and the walk and the moving around. If there is one thing I have heard over and over and over, and this was a friend last night, had to take her dad to emergency. And the first thing they said was he's dehydrated. So please, please pay attention to those things. So something that's really important when we're taking a look at hydration is definitely the water intake, but also what type of foods that they're eating. If you can encourage them to eat the melons, the watermelons, the cantaloupe, making sure that they're eating their salads, cucumbers, tomatoes, those are all very water-rich foods for hydration, and it's a little bit easier for them other than saying, hey, you have to drink. 80 ounces of water a day to a generation of people who never drank water. Their water was their coffee. Their water was Verner's or their coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. So making sure that they're eating those foods that are rich in water, like those melons and the strawberries and the berries and everything, is just super important to keep them hydrated without making them feel like they have to go to the bathroom often because a lot of people are on a water pill. Well, and a lot of, um, I know my mom being the perfect example, especially she stops drinking anything after six o'clock because she does not want to get up in the middle of the night, which, you know, it, it's dark. She's visually impaired. You know, she, her knees are getting worse and she doesn't want to fall in those things. So she stops drinking. It's a good idea though, because I mean, getting up in the middle of the night is where most of our falls happen, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. Yes. So I, I can appreciate drink as much water, watermelon, fluid rich mm -hmm. uh, foods throughout the day as much as you can. And yes, at some point, I do believe we should stop having 
uh, fluid so that you're not up all night long. Absolutely. And and wait, one more fact, and this is interesting. Did you know that if you get up and go to the bathroom more than four times a night, there's something wrong? Yes, I, I have did heard not that. know that. Yes, because I'm, I, you know, I'm up like two times. Not that everybody needs to know this, but right, everyone's got something. Maybe they're up once or twice. But listeners, I really want you to know you've got to talk to your doctor if you're up four or more times in one evening. Right. All right, we're going to get into in our next segment because we're running out of time. Changes in the home environment. I feel like there's a lot of things to be in tune to as you walk into a home. And we're going to talk about that in our next segment and then move into our falls because I think falls are a really big thing to be aware of, pay attention to, and just watch as we're you know, moving throughout these holiday seasons. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors. We're going to be back after this break to continue our conversations on aging. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We're going to continue our conversations on aging with this week's topic of what matters most at the holidays. And this is a very, it's a big time of the year because families are together, right? You're with friends, you're with families, you're having conversations and you're watching and learning. And that's why we're here today, because we want to give you just a little bit of insight, a little bit of information to be paying attention to as you're sitting around the table, watching and and interacting with your loved ones. So we're going to move into, we talked about weight loss, changes in balance and mobility, fluctuations in mood and behavior. We're going to, did we talk about fluctuations? We did. I was like, wait a second, we didn't talk. That's what we're moving into. Because there are a lot of fluctuations in mood and behavior, especially over the holidays. So I want to make sure that we cover that. I feel like, Erica, I'm going to have you because I know you've worked a lot in like memory care communities and that type of thing. So you have a lot of experience in this in this area. Absolutely. So fluctuations in mood and behavior can be indicators of a couple of different things. One is... Not having as many people around can cause some mood swings. So if you're not often visiting your family and you're there for a longer extended period of time, and maybe you're opening up the refrigerator and into their cupboards and looking to see what those foods look like and expiration dates, they may get a little bit more defensive because this is their private space even though it's something that most certainly has to be done. You have to check on your loved one. You have to spend some quality time. But we also have to remember those are acts of service. You know, and that mood behavior also could be what time they're taking their medications. Are they taking their meds at the right time of the day? Are they taking them all at once? Are they changing them back and forth? How well did they sleep the night before can cause that fluctuation in mood and behavior, but they're also indicators of what may be dementia and progressing dementia. It could be that they may have had a medical event happen and they did not realize what their what happened to them and you haven't been over in a couple of days. So mood and behavior is definitely not something that's static. It changes all 
the time. So we just need to pay attention to what was mom like a week ago when you talked to her on the phone. Call your parents at the same time every day. If you call Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning at 10 a.m., make sure you're staying consistent, but add one in the late afternoon to see if they're getting a little bit more confused and sundowning a little. You know, call mid-afternoon and see if their friend that was supposed to come over actually did come over because they may get defensive. And if they're not there, that may be indicators of more decline that's happening, unfortunately. Well, what's interesting, and I'm glad you're bringing this up, is because there is a lot of family caregivers that are considered long distance caregivers. So they're providing, you know, physical, emotional, social, and financial assistance to loved ones that are over an hour away. Absolutely. So in those those family members who live over an hour away are working and they have children and they have families, but they're still considered those long distance caregivers. And those caregivers struggle the most about getting in that, that quality time and getting over to where they're at. But they also at two o'clock in the morning, if something happens to mom and 911 is called drive an hour, two hours, sometimes 10. Right, right. So I want to move in a little bit to some of the changes in the home environment, because I really feel like, and you brought that up, Erica, I really feel like there are changes in the home environment that we become aware of, right? And we're always there trying to, like you mentioned, do acts of service. So, oh, I'm going to clean this, or I'm going to help you with this, or I'm going to do this. But really what your loved ones might want is quality time. Mm -hmm. So we want to talk through, Marianne and I are going to talk through a little bit of some of the changes in the home environment when you walk in the door, and this isn't necessarily just at the holidays, but at all times, right? Hygiene's a big one. Right. So um, with hygiene, just taking a look at, just being mindful without being intrusive, intrusive, but looking to at their clothing, number one, are they, um, are they wearing dirty clothes? Is their clothing clean? Um, are they bathing? So look at their hair. When's the last time they've, you know, done their, you know, washed their hair and those types of things. Walking throughout the house, looking in the kitchen area. Um, do they have piled up dishes? Looking in their garbage, you know, is garbage overflowing or maybe their garbage hasn't even been taken out in quite a while. Another, um, Another thing to look for is in their bathroom and just the, the semblance. So if your mom or your loved one is, um, been really, really neat and clean and all of a sudden it's clutter, there's things all over the place. The, the toilet hasn't been clean. The, you know, the shower is a mess and take a look if they're even using the shower. Cause a lot of times as our parents age or loved ones age, they're scared. They're afraid to get in the mm-hmm. shower. They're afraid to fall. So, you know, I always look at my mom actually actually just told me that she doesn't like to get in the shower now because she's afraid to fall. It's scary. And, and you need to have the proper, uh, we're going to talk about this in the next segment, but you need to have the proper, you know, grab bars and all the things in the bathroom Mm -hmm. for safety. So you feel more secure. I wanted to share a story and you made me think of it when we were talking about hygiene and food. So I had a client that I went over to her house because the daughter was concerned and wasn't sure how mom was doing. So I went over there, sat down. I'm having this whole conversation with her. And I asked her one of the big questions, what did she have for breakfast? And she said, eggs, 
bacon, and toast. And I'm thinking, wow, she's doing way better than I am because I had a bowl of cereal. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, that sounds fantastic. She goes, oh, it was delicious. And, you know, and then we kept talking. So then I was like, well, give me a tour of your home. I'd love to see your house. And so we're walking around and we get into the kitchen and I very nonchalantly said, oh my goodness, I love this fridge. And I said, do you mind if I if I look inside? She's like, oh no, go ahead. I go, it's so big. And I'm talking about the fridge. Well, guess what was inside the fridge? No eggs, no bacon, no bread, nothing. Nothing oh. was in the refrigerator. So the first thing I'm thinking now is she didn't have eggs, bacon, and toast for breakfast, but she told me she did. And this is what we need to remember. We're so trained in knowing what people want to hear. Sometimes we say it just in so convincingly, I seriously thought she had a full breakfast. And until I looked through, there was no, and there was nothing in that house as it relates to food. So this sweet woman, we ended up moving into an assisted living, called the daughter as soon as I left. And I'm like, yes, I'm very concerned. Thank you for calling me. We have an issue. Because these are red flags. These are red flags. And so we really need to pay attention in people's homes because it's really easy when you walk in and your mom and dad are sitting at the kitchen table to come in, talk with them for 20 minutes, and then leave and not even notice that there's no food or that it's expired or that they haven't changed their clothes since the last time you were there. I mean, we really got to pay attention to this Mm -hmm. stuff. And if they're wearing the same pants every single time, it might be that they really truly haven't changed them. You're thinking that they're, you know, taking them off, washing them and putting them back on. So these are the things we just need to pay attention to um, as it relates to that. But I want to mention one more quick thing. And I think this is really great to sit down and create a list of local people that your loved ones interact with on a regular basis. That's a great idea. So think about friends, think about family and, and literally sit down together. I'm picturing sitting down at the kitchen table and saying, mom, And having a really big heart-to-heart, mom and dad, you know, as you're getting older, I would just like to have the names and phone numbers of people that you interact with on a regular basis. And I think this is is good for anyone, anywhere. It actually doesn't even matter how old you are. We probably should do that for everything. And write down the family, the friends, the neighbors, pastor, minister, you know, priest, whoever they interact with on a regular basis, get those names, get those phone numbers. It's really, really critical. Um, This is a time really that we need to pay attention and watch and learn from all the people that are in their inner circle, so to speak. I think that's a great idea also, because if you if you are do have some concerns when visiting loved ones during Thanksgiving and this Christmas time upcoming, you're able to now have those numbers to actually reach out. You know, have you noticed any changes in so-and-so? Have mm-hmm. you, you know, is she following through with her decision-making? If she's committing to going out with you, is she actually doing that? Or does she, yeah, every time say she's not going to go. Erica, you had a story about someone that was on the phone with a loved one. What was that? I had a girlfriend who was on the phone with her grandmother who lives out of state, which is four or five hour flight away in Las Vegas. And while she was on the phone with her grandmother, she noticed that her speech was starting to slur. So she starts text messaging her mother, says, Mom, something's wrong with grandma. I'm on the phone with her. Please check her cameras. So they pulled up cameras in grandma's house and she was having a stroke. So what was so important was that 
they had the ability to pull up the cameras to see what was going on with grandma, but they had a list of neighbors to call. So her mother called a local neighbor who was just a couple houses down and got grandma to the hospital, made sure that she got treatment and she's doing well today. That is an awesome praise report because things like that we really need to pay attention to. We'll continue our conversations on aging in just a few moments. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We're going to continue our conversations on aging. I'm here today with Erica and Marianne, and we're just really discussing what matters most at the holidays. And it's really your loved ones and just paying attention to your surroundings. And we're just giving you little ideas, hints, cues, whatever you want to call it, tips, because there is a lot to pay attention to. And as our loved ones age, I'm just going to be honest, things start simplifying. Whether they want to see it or not, things get a little bit narrower. They don't go downstairs anymore. They don't use one of the bedrooms anymore, or they don't go upstairs anymore. They're just using the kitchen and the family room and the bedroom. So just think simplify. Don't, and it's not, it's not a cause for concern unless some of the things that we've talked about today start happening. But really, life does need to get simpler. We do need to talk a little slower so they can process us. We need to talk a little louder so they can hear us. But these are great things. This means that your loved one is aging. Guess what? We all age. There's no magic pill. Every single one of us in this entire world are going to get older. And that's why there's this program, because we want to have these conversations. We're not going to pretend like it's not happening, because it's happening, and it's happening to every single one of us. So we wanted to move into this segment, like I mentioned in the beginning, into falls, because falls is a huge topic. It's really big over the holidays. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of things moving around, little dogs running under your feet. Anything could be happening. But falls, when it comes to a senior or an elderly person, it's a very big deal. So Erica, I want you to answer if you could. My first question is where do most falls happen? Most falls happen in the bathroom, according to the CDC. So the Center for Disease Control states that the bathroom is the most hazardous place because we're getting up in the middle of the night. So frequently we're not turning on lights. We're also not picking up throw rugs off the bathroom floor. So as we shuffle into the bathroom because we're unsure of our step and our gait, we're shuffling into the bathroom. We're not turning on the light because the bathroom and the toilet have been in the same place for 5, 10, 15, 50 years. (laughs) And you get to the point where you should just know where it's at. But the unexpected thing is, is when you hit your hip on on the vanity where the sink is, or you miss the toilet when you're coming down and hit your head. So the CDC also reports that over 300,000 people over the age of 65 fall every year. And about 37% of those people require medical care. So when a fall happens, it's so very important to go to the hospital and have that picture taken of your head to ensure that there's not a brain bleed. If your hip is sore, if your legs are sore, if your foot is sore, seek medical attention for your loved one because that can be an indicator of a major break, which could cause blood clots. 
it could also, you know, the unfortunate part of all of this is that some falls do result in death. And we want to make sure that everybody is taken care of and gotten the best medical care that they have possible to ensure their quality of life is the same, but also that they're going to be able to return home to all of their treasures. Right, right. And and I do, I do feel bathrooms are a huge one. Right. Um, showers, going to the bathroom, anything you're doing in the bathroom, literally. And there's some things that you can put in the bathroom for safety, which we're going to get into the next segment. But I want to tell a story because I do feel like it's important to pay attention to some of these things. And here's the example. This lady was in her closet getting her clothes out, walks over to, she has nylons. Now she's like 86. She's putting on her nylons, and I just need you to picture this, standing in her closet putting on her nylons. One foot, you pick up a foot. She's balancing and putting on her nylons. So what happened? She fell. She just wiped out, bam, broke a hip and was never the same again. And it was devastating to me. And I remember talking to her saying, what happened? Like she was so fantastic and so strong and had all these things going on. And she ministered, actually, she used to minister with me. So when she told me she fell putting on her nylons and I just looked at her like, number one, you're standing. I said, where were you when you fell? And she said, I was in my closet. She has a walk-in closet. I said, you were putting your nylons on in the closet. Were you sitting or standing? And she's like, well, I was standing. And I was like, what? (laughs) So listeners, put a chair in your family's bedroom some kind of bench, some kind of chair. Anytime you put socks, shoes, nylons, pants, sit down and put them on and then stand up. It is not that hard. This sweet woman, I am not even kidding you, probably could have lived 15 more years and she died within six months. Well, and the other things that we have to consider too is that we do the same thing every day for so long. She's probably been wearing nylon since she was 14 oh, years old. For sure. So for over 70 years, but it, we have to recognize that as we age, we have to change some of our habits mm-hmm. in order to continue to do what we were doing. It's just so important. But who found her at her house in her closet? Oh, she was there for a long I was time. The same thing. I was wondering the same thing, the importance, importance of having, how long was she there one day? Did oh, she... I, I want to say six or seven hours before somebody kept calling and nobody answered and they went over. So that's the importance of having family members reach out or having some type of life alert, whether it's a bracelet or a necklace or Apple something, Watch. or they can just call, uh, you know, Alexa, call 911 or call my daughter and all of these things. With technology and all the things that we have, there's no reason that we cannot have our loved ones reach out and have somebody. So they're not laying on the closet floor with for seven or eight hip. hours with a broken hip. Oh, gosh, yes. I have another quick story, actually. Yeah. It was somebody, This I'd never, ever heard this happening. She. It was a friend of ours. Actually, both of us, we know them, Wendy, but um, she was getting out of bed, and she actually slipped. So she missed her step when getting out of bed, and she hit her neck on the side dresser, and she broke her neck. Oh. And praise God that the actual um, daughter was in the other room and was there. So she heard it. So she heard it. 
So she was able to get there quickly. But can you even imagine if she wasn't there? No, no. What are some of the other things, Erica, that we need to think about when it comes to falls? And that's a great story. We have to pay attention, even even sitting on the side of the bed for just a second before you stand up. I think is important because you've been laying flat, let's say for eight hours all night long. And then all of a sudden you just jump out of bed. I don't think so. I think we need to sit for a second and then stand up. So absolutely. When anybody comes from a laying position into a sitting position to go standing, they should stop and get their bearings. It's just so important to center yourself into a sitting position from a laying down position. And then when you stand, You should also take a moment to recognize and make sure your balance is right. That's what occupational and physical therapy does when you're leaving a skilled nursing facility for rehab and they're ensuring that you're taking the time to take care of yourself and to know where your center of gravity is. Because as we age, Mm -hmm. your center of gravity is not as stable as you were when you were 16 and playing football. Um, a couple of other things inside the home to pay attention to is not only the throw rugs in the bathroom, but also those large area rugs in the living room and the large rugs sitting in front of the stove or the sink that may provide comfort while your parents are doing dishes or cooking. But as they're coming around the kitchen island, they can get caught and trip and fall. So, But to go further than that is making sure your parents are wearing shoes inside their house. When they get dressed for the day, you should encourage them to have a full shoe on, not a mule, because a slip-in shoe is something that you can walk out of through the back of the shoe. You need it, when when she says that, you need it to go around the back of the heel, Mm -hmm. not your whole back of your foot should not be open. No, you should have a strap, you should have a full shoe that has laces or Velcro, depending on the abilities, but making sure that you, you're in a full shoe, that their pants are not too long or too loose, because pants that are too long and too loose can also cause trips and falls. Making sure that everything is accessible, like Marianne had mentioned before, if they can't reach their arms up and extend fully above their head, bring those food items down, bring the coffee cups to a lower portion of the cabinet because those can also cause cause falls. And another big part of falls is ensuring that your medications don't have contraindicators for a different medication that you're taking. You know, we hear stories about how how people are on 5, 10, 12, 15 medications, but they're on a medication for one thing, but it makes uh, makes them dizzy. And then they're on a dizzy medication and it makes their stomach queasy. And then they're on a nausea (laughs) So it's just a vicious cycle. So we have to ensure that all of their medications are working the right way. So going back to the pharmacist Mm -hmm. is one way to prevent a fall. I got to tell you, just quick story. I had a friend who their mother got a little step stool, right? Because like you just said, things were up high. Three steps. She is up three steps trying to reach a bowl and falls in the kitchen. So no ladders, please. Like, let's move everything down a little bit lower. You do. If you have to pull out a step stool, I'm just going to say this out loud. If you have to pull out a step stool and you're over the age of like 75, move that product lower. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. So important. We'll be back in just a moment.
You're listening to FM 101.5 AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Our topic today is really about the holidays. What matters most? And as we've discussed in the first three segments, it's really your family. It's really your loved ones. This is a time that we need to embrace and enjoy and really spend quality time with those we love. And I just want to encourage that more than anything else. But then next to that would be paying attention to some of these things so we know what to do. So this segment is all about those solutions. How do we resolve these problems? What do we need to do? Let's start with the assisted devices. Let's start with the bathroom, the grab bars. You know, Erica mentioned most of our falls happen in the bathroom. So where do those grab bars go? And do you have grab bars in your loved one's bathroom? I think it's important to have those. So grab bars should be located near the toilet so that way someone can transition on and off safely because a lot of our toilets are located a little bit lower. So there's other mobility devices you can add to the toilet, but there's also high-rise toilets that you can switch out and also add handrails that may extend from the toilet seat itself, making sure that at, you know, mid-level, there's a grab bar in the shower that goes horizontal, as well as one that goes laterally. So we want to make sure that we have one vertical and we have one that just sits about the belly button or slightly higher. So that way, when we're transitioning in and out of the bathtub and the shower, that they have something safe and dry to hold on to that has a grip. Can't just be PVC. I think it's important to know, and this is what um, what I did with a client, when they're dressed and they're just, you're hanging out and talking, say, I want to see you get into the shower. And any place that they put their hand to, as, as a place to like steady themselves is where a grab bar should be. So when you open the shower door and you take a step in, you usually put your hand right on the side of the shower. There should be a grab bar there. Mm-hmm. And when they step in and and touch that back wall, there should be, like she mentioned, a grab bar there. So just pay attention and watch. Get it, mom. Do me a favor. Just get in and out of the shower really quick and let me just watch you and where you're touching because it's not that hard. And please don't do the suction ones. Do a a real grab bar. It's not that expensive. You can call a durable medical equipment company and install them, but it is not difficult and it's very important. I also, there's some other assisted devices. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I would just mention within the shower, just make sure there is a seat also so that they can sit down. And I I think it's important too, to have the shower attachment where they can grab and they can just rinse themselves. It slides down and goes up, but they're able to sit down and it's important to have like their washing soap where they can grab where they're sitting. So not on the floor, right not on the floor, not reaching. <laughs> no, they don't have to reach up. They don't have to bend over all of those things. So just actually, it's good to just get in your loved one shower and figure out the best way or have them do it. Yeah. Just like Wendy said. No, nope, I think that's a great idea. It's shocking how many people keep the shampoo and the conditioner on the floor in the shower. It's like, just put a little shelf. How hard is it? You can hang it from the shower head. Very, very simple. Okay. I want to, yeah. Did you have something else on the shower or grab bars? Okay. Night lights, please. Please, night lights in the middle of the night. Everyone gets up in the middle of the night, minimum one time. You've got to have a lighted path. Even if it's motion censored, even if it's not, just have night lights in the bathroom, in the bedroom, in the closet, wherever you need them. There are amazing new night lights that you actually can install on your outlets 
in your bathroom and in your hallways that when the lights go off, it triggers the nightlight to go on to illuminate the pathway, which is amazing because you don't have to swap batteries out in them or unplug them every day (laughs) from your hallways and from your bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say too, um, I live in an area personally where we lose power a lot. So actually having the night lights that when the power goes off, they have been charging in the system that they automatically go on as well. Great idea. So real common is the bathroom, not the bathroom, the uh, washer and dryer in the basement. And so here's just one little quick tip. If you have a loved one with washer and dryer in the basement, Number one, do their laundry for them every week. I think that would be great. But number two, have a rail on both sides of the staircase. So if you can just close your eyes and visualize this with me for a second, you've got an 80 some plus year old woman who's doing her laundry, folds her clothes, puts it in her laundry basket, walks over to the steps and starts holding the basket, walking up the steps. How does she do that? She sets the basket down, takes a step, sets the basket down on the next step, takes a step, sets the basket down on the... I mean, this is not worth it. Mm -hmm. And what happens when they fall? They reach up and grab a bar. They're not going to go onto the side that the bar is on. They might reach to the other side. At least if you have bars on both sides, it is hugely beneficial. I am not a proponent of anyone doing laundry in the basement, but if it's an absolute necessity, please put bars on both sides going down to the basement. That's just my two cents. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to do a quick Q&A session because uh, we do this at the end of every program. My first Q&A question was, what is decision paralysis? So decision paralysis is where our loved ones or anybody really is overwhelmed with a lot of smaller decisions and are unable to follow through the task of decision making because there's just so much on their mind and on their heart that they're, they they have decision paralysis. They just can't make a decision. So one of the important things about decision paralysis is to kind of take some of those small decisions off of your parents. If it's they can't go grocery shopping anymore because they have laundry to do, deliver their, their groceries for them. They can, can't make a decision between doing the laundry and the dishes. Go downstairs and do the laundry for them. Hey, mom, do you want to finish your dishes? Let me go swap your laundry for you. Because if you can take some of those smaller decisions of the life decisions to do, when it comes to what they should do with their bills and when it's time to move, they're going to be able to be empowered to make those decisions for themselves and not overwhelmed that they have four bedrooms and two living rooms and a basement to pack up because you've already went through some of those things like their Christmas ornaments that had been there for quite some time that they no longer decorate with. So if you can take some of those small decisions away and help them through that, they're no longer paralyzed and they don't get overwhelmed by such small decisions. Fantastic. And and my next question um, is an example of a family plan. So do you have a family plan in case of an emergency? And if you do, what is it? Right, a family plan. If you if you have brothers and sisters and are able, it 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 really takes the burden off of one person. And so I know in our personal family, my sister lives in Grand Rapids, three hours away. And so what she does is she calls my mom at the same time every night. 
It's usually at seven o'clock at night. She wait if my mom does not pick up, she waits thirty minutes and calls again. If she doesn't pick up, she is calling myself or my brother to go. Or my brother actually lives with her, which is a blessing. He, you know, he's he does that, so he's in house, but not every night. But also, um, then my husband and I will go over there if she doesn't pick up the phone. So that is a daily plan that we all are touching, and then also. Um, just in person taking her out because in my case people really just want quality time they just want to be they don't necessarily want to go to the uh, grocery shopping anymore or going to target or shopping they just really want to maybe sit and have a meal maybe drive around and look at the colors we live in michigan so they like to take drives in the snow and different things like that so that's a simple family plan in the event of an emergency um that's kind of what we've set up. If we have a daily touch and then... I like each person in the family having a different role. Yes. So you take the weekends. Yes. Everyone knows that you have the weekends for mom. Right. Everyone knows that your sister's calling, you know, so many times every day. Mm-hmm. You know, your brother's living in the house. So every... I do... I really am a strong proponent of assigning, okay, brother, brother one, brother two, and brother three. This is your job. This is your job. And this is your job. Right. And if we don't do that... Nobody knows who's talking. And, and then all of a sudden, you're calling everyone going, have you talked to mom? Have you talked to mom? Have you talked to mom? Nobody knows where she is or what she's doing. Right. And we're all so busy. So it really does take the burden. And, and everybody can feel a part we that share. they're helping mom. We share the responsibility. And, dad, but and yes. we, have to sh- <laughs> we have to show honor to our aging parents. Yeah. I got a quick story before we close. So in regards to falls or anything happening, to be honest, the Apple Watch, whether or not you know it has a device that if it goes down quickly, it alerts authorities and they will come to you. So I am walking out of the hospital with a colleague and she had her Apple watch on and she's a little bit of a senior and she tripped over the step right next to me. Like literally her foot got caught and she went face first down onto the cement. Now, of course, I drop everything and try to catch her, which didn't happen, but I think I made the fall a little bit lighter. And we're picking up all of our stuff and I keep hearing this sound. And she's like, oh, that's my watch. That's my watch. I'm like, what is that? So she's like, I better stop it or they're going to come. The ambulance is going to come. And she's already, we're already at the hospital. But anyway, she goes, so she gets up and she pushes this button. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? That is the best invention there could ever be. Why would everybody not have one of those? This is critical. This is important. This is this is the tip of the day. Have some kind of device on anyone that you love that is elderly so it will notify authorities as soon as you hit the ground. I just wanted to say I appreciate you tuning in to Next Steps for Seniors Conversations on Aging. You're listening to The Patriot FM 101.5 AM 1400. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.